Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm here in my home recording space, ready to give you guys a little more food for thought, just an idea and a thought that I was given or that I was reminded of this week that's so super important for us to apply to life in general. So there's you know always a, a great many things that make me think of the particular thought we're going to talk about this week. But uh, ironically, it was a very rainy day here on Long Island. And uh, as you I, I get into my topic a little deeper, you'll understand exactly why that's so ironic. But I digress. So one thing that I was always kind of raised on as a child is the importance of preparing for a rainy day. And obviously that is the expression, but it's not the, the idea. It's not as though the idea was you just had to get stuff ready for when it rained outside, but the expression was you needed to prepare a little bit for what might be coming down the road. And that was an extraordinarily important idea in a great many things. Like I remember getting my first job. And when I got my first job, my mom sat down with me as, as I got my first paycheck and I was all sorts of excited about it. And, uh, you know, as a kid, that's an exciting time when you get that first uh, fairly significant bit of money and you're like, wow, look, I'm rich. I've got, you know, $150. <laughs> like, it's a huge, huge thing. But my mom sat down with me and uh, we took my paycheck and we said, okay, my mom reminded me, what are the things that you absolutely, positively need to pay for? What are the things that need to be, that your check needs to go towards? You know, there's, uh, you know, gas for a car, there's this stuff and this stuff and this stuff. So she sat down with me and we grabbed a handful of envelopes and we labeled, you know, one for each of the major expenditures for each of the things that I needed to save for that was coming down the road. Some of the things were things that were um, regular expenses, stuff that I was already having, and other stuff was stuff that I wouldn't necessarily encounter today, but that was coming down the road. And maybe not even definitely coming down the road, but possibly. They were on the horizon and there was a chance they were coming. So my parents taught me early and often the value of saving. And it's funny, I've heard this mentioned by other people in other ways. Like um, one person I, I respect a lot, Shion Gravina, one of my instructors who runs uh, the Sayas at Tiger Shulman's, he was explaining to, to someone about you know what to do with money that they were making and so forth, and he goes, no matter what, you always pay yourself first. In other words, you do things like paying yourself in terms of savings and that kind of stuff before anything else. Extraordinarily important idea. And financially is a really easy way for us to understand. Now, wrapping our brain around this idea, we realize there's many other areas of life where we can prepare for a rainy day a little bit. Now, I'm going to pause here for a moment to kind of redirect an important thought. Now, 
I've talked very much in the past on other episodes about living in the moment, about staying engaged on what we were doing. And yes, that's a tremendous part of life. But you can't be so focused on the moment and so in the moment that you live life in such a way as though tomorrow will never come. Because we know tomorrow is going to come. And eventually, if tomorrow gets here and you live like tomorrow will never come, well, you're going to be woefully underprepared. And again, this is so important in, in, in a so, so many ways. And you know, you, again, you see it all the time in people who do irresponsible things. Right? They forego what they need in the long run for something that's coming in the short term. Right? For example, let's take this idea and let's apply it to something that I talk about very frequently, fitness. It is really easy to make an excuse today for why you shouldn't work out today. And it's really easy tomorrow to make an excuse for why you shouldn't work out tomorrow. So those are the really, really easy things to do. But what are we doing really? We're living as though tomorrow will never come. Well, what do I mean? Right? We're living as though there's the rainy day that's never coming. What I mean is, by always putting our fitness on the back burner, we're almost guaranteeing ourselves to get in perpetually worse shape. Because, let's be honest, uh, a, a portion of getting in better shape is exercising. A portion of it is nutrition. Since we're thinking about the exercise portion, if we take that away and we eat like we always have, is it possible to keep yourself in pretty close check with just uh, diet? Yeah, I mean, you'll probably be able to maintain your weight. You'll probably be able to maintain uh, you know, your overall health for the most part in terms of like, you're not going to get sick. You're not going, your blood pressure is not going to suddenly go up. Not that kind of stuff. Unless obviously there's an issue. But what I mean is, even though those things will be okay, what's going to happen when you need energy on a daily basis, right? When you're done with work and your kids are looking at you like, come on, let's play. Are you going to say, no, I'm too tired because I didn't work out all those days? It's an unrealistic thing to do. Instead, we should think about the fact that if we don't work out today, we're setting ourselves on a less fit way of living in the long term. Now, of course, there's always going to be the occasional good reason to not work out. And again, they're few and far between. You know, there's the, the kind of crazy days um, where, you know, a million things are going on. There's the kind of crazy days where, um, you know, maybe you're on vacation, right? Or maybe, uh, you know, you've got some kind of crazy special event planned. But those, those are the one out of a hundred days. Those aren't three times a week. Instead, by making the time to exercise, yes, you're getting the great endorphin rush today. Yes, you're getting yourself in a little better shape today. But you're taking care of your future self as well. You're taking care of the you who's going to be appreciative of all the work that you did when you have the energy to do all the stuff that you want to do tomorrow and the next day and the day after. The same thing is true when it comes to nutrition, right? 
a great example of the living like tomorrow will never come happens around Halloween time. Like, it's funny. When you look at different kids, they approach Halloween candy in different ways. And it's funny, I even saw it in my own house growing up. Like, you know, my parents were, I don't want to say strict, but they were fairly strict when it came to things like Halloween candy. You know, we would go trick-or-treating, and when we would go trick-or-treating, the rule was you were allowed to have X amount of candy each night. Not like, uh, you know, only one piece or only two pieces, because obviously different things are different sizes. But, like, you could only have so much. I think, I think, if I remember the rule, it was like, you know, whatever fit in the palm of your hand or something like that. So, it was funny because I would make my Halloween candy last until, like, Easter. Because I'd be eating so... Li- I would know I was able to have my palm, but I'd have, like, three quarters of my palm. And I'd skip some nights. And other nights I'd do other things and, and so forth. Whereas, like, my siblings weren't always that way. My siblings might, like, try to sneak a little more than their palm. They'd wait till they were playing with their toys in their room and they'd get back in that, in that toy bucket, in that uh, candy bucket or whatever. And then, in a very short order, their candy was gone. And then they would come to me and be like, well, can I have some of your candy? <laughs> right? they, they'd want to pick my Halloween pocket, so to speak. Because... They lived for the day. They didn't live for tomorrow at all. And again, obviously candy is a little silly of an example, but it illustrates the point that sometimes we have to look ahead. We have to realize there's going to be other things that are coming because life is full of, of this kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be things that you know are coming, but there's also going to be things that you don't know are coming. I, I mean... Whom among us expects our car to suddenly break down? It's not something we can expect. Obviously, it's something we know is a possibility. So maybe we should be prepared for it and have some money set aside for that, of course. But I think it's funny. There's a statistic, and I'm going to misquote it probably. I'll I'll be close. I believe the statistic was the... uh, I forget the percentage, but a certain percentage of Americans and a a shockingly high percentage of Americans, and this was even before COVID, uh, before, you know, so many people lost their jobs and their livelihoods due to COVID. But even before that, a very high percentage of Americans would not be able to handle an emergency expenditure of $400 or more. So, like, if their car suddenly broke down and it would have suddenly cost them 400 and change dollars to fix, they wouldn't be prepared for that. They had less than $400 in the bank in order to, sit in, in order to help that just-in-case problem. And that's obviously a, a big problem. Obviously, that's not the kind of way that we should strive for. We should strive to be prepared for those things. But... There's also the people, and it, this never ceases to amaze me, the people who completely forget tomorrow's ever coming. Not only do they not live like tomorrow might get here, they live like tomorrow's never going to get here. Like it won't even exist. Like I know people who, they always have room in their budget for luxuries when it comes to things like 
whatever sudden little passion project hits their mind. Oh, I've got the money to spend on that. But then a week or two later, their cell phone gets turned off because they don't have the money for that. And this happens, uh, it's funny, these people tend to live that way with everything. You know, they, oh, I'm going to forget. I don't have time to get my oil changed. I don't have the money to get my oil changed. Oh no, the engine in my car is suddenly going bad. I wonder how that happened. Well, simple. You live like tomorrow is never going to get here. But it's going to. We know it's coming. That's the thing. There's always something coming down the pike. And if you're not prepared for it, what are you going to do when it gets here? To me, that's a far more stressful way to live. Let's take this to a physical example that's easy to wrap our brain around because I think it'll illustrate my point that much better. Let's go back to health and fitness. So if someone takes their fitness, takes their health, puts it on the back burner, which is what a great many people do. Unfortunately, it's what most parents do. They have children, and when you, be, when you become a parent, as evidenced by every parent I've ever dealt with, you go to the back burner. Your kids, you're and keeping them as they should be, making sure they have what they need, making sure you're giving them what you can, that comes to the forefront. And because that's on the forefront, you go to the back burner. So taking care of your health and fitness goes to the back burner, which is why most parents come to me and say, I need to get myself back in shape because they fell out. They shifted their priorities. It's not wrong, it just is. So to that end, what happens? What makes that person suddenly decide they're going to make a change? And, you know, sometimes it's them looking in the mirror and be like, oh my God, what happened to me? And that's a very viable solution. Sometimes it's someone opening up their eyes. Like, uh, it's funny, I was talking about this in my class the other night, and there's uh, a husband and wife pair in the class. And as I'm getting to this point, the husband looks at his wife and kind of gives me like that sideways head nod. Like, yeah, she is the one who let me know that, hey, we got to do something about this. But the scary thing is, when it comes to most people, that realize, oh, I've got to do something to take care of myself. Most times when that happens, it's a doctor saying it to that person. It's a doctor saying to that person, hey, look, if you don't exercise, you're going to die. If you, ex- if you don't exercise, you're going to die. Right? You're at tremendous risk for you know, high blood pressure, heart disease, heart attack, diabetes, All these things are right on your horizon unless you start taking care of yourself. And then now they've created this tremendous problem. They they didn't live like tomorrow could ever come. They lived like there was no end in sight to what what could possibly happen to them. They lived like the consequences of their actions were never going to get there. Their lethargy in terms of exercising and their lacks their lackness in terms of nutrition like those things would never lead to their inevitable symptoms but of course we know that's going to happen so now that we wrap we wrap our head around the situation they've created and obviously we, we know their path to getting better exercise and eating properly of course 
But again, to illustrate my better point about the preparing for a rainy day, you tell me whose system is going to be healthier on average, right? All other things being the same. Whose system is going to be much healthier? Who's going to have greater longevity? The person who got themselves out of shape and then after some interference from someone or something, decide, I got to get myself in shape. And then they lose a bunch of weight and they get in great shape and they feel way, way better because of it. Is that person going to be healthier? Or is it going to be the person who never allowed themselves to get out of shape? Who lived like the consequences of their actions could be a real thing and tomorrow could certainly come. And because that person lived that way, they kept themselves in better shape. They made and kept their nutrition and their exercise as a priority in their life. And of course, as a result, we know when comparing these two people, the person who keeps themselves shape, in shape is going to be way better off than the person who doesn't keep themselves in shape. And we see this more and more and more, and science backs this up in terms of what happens when you're in better physical shape. When you're constantly in shape, you bounce back from everything from a car accident to the common cold that much faster. Your system's just better at bouncing back. But if you don't take care of yourself, then it's much more difficult. It's a much more arduous process. But again, I'm sticking on health and fitness because it's what I know and it's a, to me it's a very easy problem to visualize. But it's how we should do everything. So the example, I have a set of twins in the school right now and one started training a bit before the other one. And he's stuck on a certain thing on his belt that has to do with his flexibility. He's, you know, didn't take his stretching seriously for quite a long time. He was kind of shortchanging his stretching and he's just starting now take it seriously. Meanwhile, his sister, who is younger in terms of belt rank, right? she's a lower level student, not by much, just by a little bit, just received her next belt last week. Today we're in class and I'm looking at her stretch and I said to her, I'm like, you haven't practiced your stretching since you got your belt, huh? And her eyes got all big and she got all flushed because I was right. And I pointed to her brother and I said, don't you see the boat that he's in right now? and how hard he has to work, and how miserable it is for him. Why are you not learning from his mistake? You're going to be the same belt as your brother is right now, eventually. And you're going to have the same exact requirements, eventually. But why should we wait? Why should we wait until you're there? It just doesn't make sense. It's foolhardy. Instead, we should be proactive. We should do the kind of things that keep us feeling that much better that can result in a long-term gain. Sometimes in life we have to play the long game. Don't get me wrong. Of course the short game comes up every now and again. But sometimes we got to play for the big picture. I mean, think about it. No one, I'm sure some people expect, but no one realistically expects that I'm going to open a business and three months later I'm set for life. I never need to work another day in my life. But there are people who work like that. Like, okay, I, you know, I built the business to a certain very small level. I can walk away, take my hands off, and leave it in the hands of my employees. Tomorrow's going to come. Instead, we should live somewhere kind of in the middle, 
in the moment, enjoying what we're doing, engaged in what we're doing, but doing things in such a way where we are preparing ourselves for tomorrow as well. Both things can be true, and both things should be true. Because having that little safety net, having that little thought in the back of your mind, always way, way better. So that's all I have for you guys this week. Right? Live for the big picture as well as being in the moment. Right? Prepare for that rainy day. So as always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore leonelli. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore smithtown. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. The podcast is on Instagram at tssmithtownpodcast. And until next time, my friends, please make sure you're rating, subscribing, reviewing to the podcast so you don't miss a thing. And most importantly, you can help our humble little audience grow to bigger and better places. But once again, friends, until next time, I'll see you guys on the map.